everyone. It's Virgin, aka Gigi. And I'm Victoria. Sorry, I'm off camera. <laughs> and this is Lika. And this is Over the Table. And we have our special guest returning, and we love him, and we're so thankful that he joined us today. Rev Kev. Hey. Hello, people. How you doing? Rev Kev is a acronym. Just brother Kev is good, but Rev Kev sounds like it oh, rhymes, yeah. so <laughs> it works. It rhymes, so it works. <laughs> so we wanted to do like a response video to our pride video because you know okay. we we're speaking amongst ourselves, but of course we wanted to have um your opinion we expect we, we respect your opinion and your guidance when it comes to like what the bible says about homosexuality <laughs> especially in today's age you know everyone's okay. getting woke everybody's getting more sensitive which i appreciate absolutely mm-hmm. appreciate you know from a humanistic standpoint but from a spiritual mm-hmm. standpoint i just want to make sure that like my my um allyship doesn't go yes. against my um my connection with the holy spirit if that makes sense okay no no i understand what you in other words you need to we live in a, in a world with a lot of different issues mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that comes up relative to what the bible says about this what the bible says about that and the believer if he's not rooted or grounded he finds himself many times confused because he doesn't know where to stand he doesn't mm-hmm. know where he should be grounded okay and one of the things that you know i always teach you is the fact that what does god say about this what is God's heart about it? What is Christ's attitude about it? Because if we don't understand what God's heart is, what God's mind is, what Christ's mind is, what Christ is, then we really are off, no matter mm-hmm. what we say. It may sound good and it may look good, but just because it looks and sounds good doesn't mean that's what God wants. Exactly. exactly. So we have to always keep the balance, you know, and be able, and as you said, the key word, the Holy Spirit is the one that God left in us to reveal all truth to us. So the Holy Spirit is designed in the believer to convict them, to instruct them and to remind them what the word of God says about who they are in Christ. That's very important. That is important. So how do you think Christ would have celebrated pride? Would he celebrated what? Pride? Pride. Are you familiar with what pride is? Uh, generally speaking, you know, I, I watch some stuff and I have a general idea. Not that I'm going to use a rock. I don't <laughs> live in a rock, but sometimes I, I mean, you mean like the pride celebration, the celebration of homosexuality, yeah. and the weakness so, of LGBT. And yeah, you know, well, trans- yeah, and the, the whole yada yada yada. Okay. Mm-hmm. The whole month of June. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, well first of all, I don't think Christ would have celebrated it at all. I doubt mm-hmm. it. You don't see any recordings of him celebrating anything in the scriptures, unless even some of the celebrations they did as far as the Jewish faith goes, he was a part of it, but he wasn't. One of the things, um, and I think I I think I um saw a glimpse of your previous podcast, and I correct me if I'm wrong, I think the question came up. How should the church deal with the LGB community? Is was that close to the statement? Yeah, that, okay. that was basically like the premise of the topic. Okay, and I did see a part of that, and I that that's when I heard that statement. That's what geared me for my study and my time with the Lord. So, just to set a premise, first of all, the church um, is actually there are actually two churches. There's the organization of the church, and then there's the organism of the church. The organism of the church has the life of Christ. The organization of the church has all the structure, the rules, the, as you once mentioned, uh, Vic, the, the hierarchies, the mm. organization of the presidents, the offices, the departments. That's what the organization of the church has. And that is not what Christ determined or set the foundation for when he spoke to 
Peter when he said, upon this, I will build my church. And that word church in the Greek was ecclesia, which meant people. And then when you go further on looking at the word ecclesia, it refers to a congregation or an assembly. So Christ was saying the assembly, the people are built upon me and me being the son of God. But today we have organizations of churches, you know, uh, what is it? Um, diocese of churches, different groups of the assemblies of God here, the Baptists here, the Episcopalian here, all these massive amount of group that they call church is actually organizations. Now to your point, the organization can't deal with any kind of thing. It can't deal with homosexuals. It can't deal with incest. It can't deal with rape. It can't deal with adultery. It can't deal with anything because it's an organization. Organizations are designed with modifying your behavior. As long as you act right and do right, you're okay. But the organism that Christ set up deals with who the person is. It deals with the person as an individual. That's what Christ did. If you notice in the scripture, Christ never dealt with groups of people he dealt with individual people, mm. never did. He always dealt with an individual because the relationship that we have with Christ is a one-on-one -on -one thing. It's one-on-one. -on -one. Now, we have a community of people that have a, a view about themselves and they have an idea about what they are. They're a community, but Christ would never deal with the community. He would deal with each individual person within that community. Okay. And that's what makes it like intimate. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's what, and that's, that's what the heart of Christianity is. Christianity is not a religion. When you look at the definition of religion in the, in the dictionary, it's a far claim from what Christ was talking about. But over the years, we've adapted certain ideologies, certain practices, certain things we accept, and we don't challenge it because it sounds good to the ear. But when you go to the scriptures and ask God to show you what he really said, maybe that's not what he meant and intended. But I always tell you, just because God allows something doesn't mean he's not going to deal with it. Mm. See, we think God has to deal with things now. An eternal God is in no rush to deal with anything. Okay? He's not. We may think he's on a time frame. Well, time was for us. Time is not for God. God is eternal. God doesn't need time for anything. Mm. So many times we have to step back as believers and see what does God say. Now, in terms of the LGBT community and the individuals, let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you two questions. Which one? And tell me which question sounds more appropriate. If I say to you, what are you doing wrong? As opposed to saying, what are you doing is not what God designed you for. What's the difference? One is putting the blame on you. And the other one is putting. Um, let me see. It's setting God, the word of God as the standard. It also gives you an yeah, it gives you an opportunity. See, if I say that you're wrong, you're gonna defend that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to defend that because you're you're I'm attacking you exactly. and saying what you are is wrong. But Christ always addresses the person, never the behavior. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Because when you said what are you doing wrong, I just thought about my yes, yes. about who I am. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like what yeah. are you doing is what are you being, you know, you kind yes. of confuse. Yes, and yeah. we often confuse what we do as opposed to who we are. Because society does that. It's like, if yes. you do this, then that is your identity. Like if yes. you participate in this, this yep. is all that you are. We already know who you are, you know? Mm. Yeah. But what, 
go ahead. No, I was no, just going to say um, <laughs> along the lines of society defining us as what we do is most people or like in culture, we introduce ourselves as I am a lawyer. A doctor. I am, oh, a yeah. doctor. I am an engineer. Like you don't say, you know, I am a child of Christ. I'm <laughs> That sounds like I am unemployed, you know? So it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't got no job. <laughs> but I am a child of God. <laughs> oh, okay. So, but you make a very good point. And, you know, we talk about this candidly and very casually, but the reality is that's what believers believe. Mm -hmm. Believers don't know that who they are in Christ. They allow the society. And the Bible says what? We are in the world. We're not of it. Right, right. So if we're in it, we're not supposed to be allowing society to dictate to us who we are. We're not supposed to follow their norms and standard either. But we do because of culture, because of upbringing, we do. And I'm not saying that, you know, we do this overnight, but we need to understand the premise. We need to understand where to start and then continue on the road for the right thing. So back to the issue with the LGBT. First of all, that's an individual conversation. I would never ever address a group of anybody with any kind of lifestyle, with any kind of concept, no matter what as a group, because they find strength in the group, strength yeah. in the group. There's, there's power in the group. Even if I'm in that group for the wrong reason, I'm gonna feed off of that group's environment. Can't change that, you can't fight that. So when you try to address a massive crowd about, yeah, you're homosexuals, you've lost your battle. There is no battle at all. There's nothing because they're not listening to you. Yeah. If you deal with the individual, you ask the individual. And especially if you're dealing with them from the biblical point of view, say God designed us for a certain thing. God did not design us for certain lifestyles because they were con they conflict what he intended for you to be. Now, if the person's a believer, you have to ask him, do you believe that what God has is right? Hmm. You have to ask yourself those questions. Do you believe that everything that God says about you is correct? Well, I feel that I'm this way. I didn't ask you how you felt. I asked you what did the Bible say? What does God say? That's where you have to start to deal with the person based on what God says they are and who they are. And it's an individual. Now, I'm not saying there's not an addictions and attachments because we get attached to things. We like it. If we like someone, even if it's two guys, for whatever reason, they have a friendship and they like each other as friends. Throughout the Bible, the Bible talks about John laying his head on Jesus' breast. It talks about these, what, 12 men that were together all the time. There was nothing sexual about their relationship at all. Mm. Nothing. And you find it often in the Old Testament, women together, men together, in groups, whatever. There was nothing necessarily sexual about the relationship. The problem we have in our society is everything is sensual. Mm. Every relationship has to be related to sensuality. That's a problem. Because even if it's not, people imply that it is. Mm -hmm. And that's the sad part. And you start to get wrapped up into the society's feeling, well, I like this brother, so that means I'm gay. No. Mm. But maybe you like him because he's a friend. You just like him. But if you don't understand the difference, if you don't understand how to deal with your emotions and your attractions, then you can easily find yourself getting attracted to a guy, being a guy and a girl being a girl, depending on what the reason is. <clears throat> that actually leads me to like my next point i wanted okay. to know your feelings on like bisexuality especially like with suppressing your desires and things like that because it's like if someone 
if someone's bisexual, that's what I, as an ally, believe that's a real thing. I know a lot of people like mm-hmm. to say, oh, no, you're just confused, the center third. But if someone says that they are legitimately attracted to both sexes, they mm-hmm. believe the word of God. And I know there are a lot of um, bisexual gospel artists that came out with their story and things like mm-hmm. that. So those people that, I don't want to say suppress, mm-hmm like part of themselves but like is that the same as as like like um healing or something like that like you know adhering to word of god if you just kind of like ignore a part of you well first of all again if you say it's a part of you did god make you and design you to be attracted to both male and female the scripture doesn't say that doesn't say that at all so again our premise has to always be what does god say about us now we can pick up any kind of desire or any kind of uh, feeling in our lifetime doesn't necessarily mean that because we picked it up and now we think it's us that's what God intended see we always have to deal with what does God say now again the individual people going in their lives and their stories we don't know we say everybody has a story everybody has a story the detail which we you and I don't know but God does that's why I always premise it on they need to have that relationship with God to find out what God says because see God knows the intricacy of the story they may tell you a story but they might not tell you all the details of that story. Okay. Again, people say, I'm honest. Well, you know, that's cool. I don't know how honest you want to be or how honest you even know you can be. You know what I'm saying? So again, if you just take it on face value that what they're saying is honest, I would have to say to you, okay, fine. You say you're a bisexual, but what does God say you are? And then deal with it from that point of view. I can't say if you're right or wrong, or that's not my goal. Our goal as teachers is to teach what does the Bible say. And for you, to address it based on what the Bible says about you, what God says about who you are. Now, if you've picked up some sort of desire, some sort of attraction, which to you is real, and it's real, there's no question about that. How you feel about someone is real. If you are a man attracted to a man, that is a real feeling. No one can tell you that the feeling is not real because it is real. The question is, where does it stem from and what caused it? That would be the question. And what is the truth? God never said we don't feel. God never said any of that kind of stuff. He just says you need to understand the truth behind the feeling and where does the feeling lead you. Does that like give that some makes- clarity or some make sense? No, that does make um, a lot of sense because if you look at it that sense mm-hmm. and like um, look at it individually, mm-hmm. then more healing can happen. But of course it I can. A lot, um, especially when you said the church, the organization, I feel like mm-hmm. the organization vilifies LGBT people as a community. So mm-hmm. like we mentioned before, if I identify as a community, then I just feel vilified by these people. I just feel rejected. Like all the yeah. bisexual artists that I was talking about, I think mm-hmm. one, of the, um, one of them was on uh, The Voice or one of those gospel shows, like the singing yeah. shows or something like that. Mm-hmm. And his Christian name was Aaron Thomas, right? And mm-hmm. like he went um, singing gospel music in the competition, but then he came out as a bisexual and now he does okay. R&B music because he feels re- rejected from God. He's like, oh no, I can't do that anymore. And like, I think he even like walked away from the church. Maybe he didn't, but like, I know he walked away from gospel music. Okay. And now his, his R&B name is like Terrence, Terrence something or whatever. Like. Okay. And again, you know, you, we had this talk before. If God calls you to something, mm-hmm. if God enables you to do so. God doesn't call anyone without giving them the life and the ability to it. So again, I, that, that could be a whole nother 
podcast about being called and not being called. I could, I could go on a tangent on that one, so I'm not going to go on that one. But in either case, um, my thing is this. If you have had a relationship with Christ, with God through Jesus Christ, and it's real, you can't walk away that easy. Because mm. God can't. God's not going to let you go. Jesus said, all the Father has given me, I've lost none. Jesus said that in the Bible. So if God has given him, given you to Christ, you can't go nowhere. Now, you may decide to pick up and go, but rest assured the Holy Spirit will convict you and you'll be back. As with any child, even if you had your, if we as children ran away from our parents and they loved us, they would just wait for us to come back because we know there's no place else to go. <laughs> so again, uh, go ahead. A off topic, sorry, but there's yeah. this uh, poet that, uh, Joseph no, Stalin. it's not all topic. I had the same thought. Oh, <laughs> and he, um, he literally came out like he was really um, known for his poetry, mm -hmm. um, some of his music, um, just walking with God and talking about his walk with Christ. And um, he came out and said that he just no longer believes in God. Um, his podcast kind of like explained what happened. Like he started questioning certain things. And he said, like, like during the pandemic, like, you know, like he wasn't on like doing shows and things like that because he would literally perform his uh, poetry and other things, I think. But um, basically he said like, you know, during the pandemic, like he just kind of was thinking about everything. And I guess he said like one, he started questioning one thing and then he was like, it literally like tumbled. Like once mm. I questioned, um, I guess certain things he just didn't believe. And then it just was like, he said, he, he compared it to like, um, what's that game with the, the building blocks like this Django and like when you take Django. it just yes. yeah he was like Django Django's a movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah um he basically said that he just doesn't believe in God anymore and he took down all his material like all of his poetry wow. all of, like all the because he would literally go on tour with other Christian poets well okay this is my thing, and uh, this will be another time for you ladies, but the word Christian, I, I'm, when people start saying they're Christians, I'm not impressed with that anymore because everybody mm. calls themselves a Christian. If I believe in God, you call yourself a Christian. Note to five. The Bible says the devil and the demons believe in God and tremble. That part. Oh, that part. So, therefore, it says that the devil believes in God because he knows who God is. The demons believe in mm. God because they know. So what does that mean? They're not Christians, are they? Mm -hmm. I don't think mm. so. I don't think so. So then maybe believing in God is from what Christ was saying goes a little bit more. It means believing in Jesus Christ as the son of God. Yes. That makes you a believer and follower yeah. of Christ. Yeah. So I'm not interested in when people say I'm a Christian and I do Christian this. They've used the word Christian to tack on to cover up to use and it becomes more like a advertising thing because let's face it you got people that are only listen to christian music only go to a christian bookstore da, 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 da. and i think if the person says they're a christian poet now i can validate what they're saying you could still be a demon from hell and call yourself a christian poet <laughs> does that mean anything i'm sorry no offense but so you call yourself a christian what does that mean in the big scheme of things what are you saying and who do you represent what's motivating you for what you're doing what is the motivation we know that the bible says that when you're born again, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, Christ lives in you. And he said, he will never leave thee nor forsake you. So if I'm called as a child of God, when I stop believing, does that mean the Holy Spirit is gone? Does it? 
So again, when people start saying, I once believed, so what caused you not to believe? And the whole idea of like, you started, things started coming out. Well, what did you believe in the first place? What was the foundation of your belief? Did you believe that Jesus Christ was the son of God? Yeah. That's what you makes you a Christian. Now, if you stop believing that, why? What was the motivation that caused you first to believe that he was the son of God? You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. again, people post these things and they say these things. But when you start to ask the real question, let's keep it simple. Let's not get complicated. Let's not go into what you had. You believed in Christ because of what? Why? That's it. That's where it starts from. And in the Bible, it says when, uh, when, G when Jesus asked them, who do I say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of a living God. And it's very key to understand what Jesus said. He says, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my father in heaven. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying to you, when you and I got saved, if indeed the father God revealed Christ to us, that you cannot stop because it wasn't you that picked it up. It was God giving you the revelation of who he was. So therefore it was burned in your spirit. Now you can, you can sometimes doubt God. You can sometimes not trust him. But at the end of the day, you go back to that premise. Lord, you told me he was the son of God. So therefore I stand on that. That's what the whole idea of believing in Christ is about, y'all. That's mm -hmm. it. Now that's what we call faith. Yeah. That's it. That's faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not believed. Now, do you have faith? Now, you say your faith is lost. Why did you lose your faith? What happened that caused you to stop believing this thing about this principle, this life-changing action? All of mm -hmm. a sudden, now you don't believe it? What happened? Like, speaking of unraveling um, unraveling threads, like what caused the Christian poet to lose his faith, like, uh -huh. honestly, I'm going to be straight up honest. Mm -hmm. There's this video, and I know it's gonna sound trivial, but like, no, 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 there's, no, no, no. there's this video on TikTok. Actually, no, actually, multiple videos. I think at least two that I can think of, where they're like, "Oh, um, the Bible says that homosexuality is um, a, an abomination," but apparently, and I'm not saying this is just a TikTok. No, 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 go ahead. no, no, yeah. no. no, no. They're like, oh, um, did you know that the Bible was changed back in the 1900s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you heard of that, right? Oh, uh, excuse me. Let me tell you something. I've heard of a lot of stuff. <laughs> okay, that, I've heard of a lot like, of people. That unnerved this. me. I was like, if if they are saying that this little part that homosexual they they changed the word from pedophilia to homosexuality like it's really supposed to be homos um pedophilia is an abomination ag uh, against god and stuff like that and they used it for this that and a third if that is supposed to be like not true then it it, it makes me not fearful but it's just like makes me a little uh and paranoid that like what else is not true like what else is canonized or got uh, lost in translation with the bible you know that's well, just i don't even want to touch that. i don't even want to say like that's true because it's again no just, no but you see <laughs> even the bible but see the bible teaches that as well yeah. see the bottom line is this show we have to realize we have men in this world either we believe god is in control or we don't either we believe that the bible is all inspired in an error and we don't so when people take things out of context, see, they'd say that homosexuality is abomination, but it also says a proud heart is an abomination. Mm. It says a haughty spirit is an abomination. Mm. It says things that God hates is an abomination. So again, that's why I don't listen to other people. That's why I don't listen to certain things. 
because what, what people fail to realize, Satan deceived one third of God's host in heaven. He didn't deceive them with sexual temptation. He didn't deceive them with pedophilia. He deceived them with a concept that he would lift himself up before God. That's what he deceived them with. It wasn't something because they didn't have flesh. So it wasn't a sexual temptation. It was arrogance and pride. Mm. So if he can deceive one third of God's angels, what makes you think he can't deceive us? So therefore, that's why I teach people, you need to know God's character. Yeah. You need to know God's personality. Would God allow a book that he says, written down, that is inerrant and totally true, would he allow someone to change it? Or for you to believe that? Now, why would you believe? Why, now, why are you taking all these things and putting it in your head to now question what God okay. said? Yeah. Has yeah. he been unfaithful? No. Has he been unfaithful? Or are you looking for something else? See, you have to, we have to ask ourselves the motive. That's like your parents. Your parents have always been guiding you and trusting you. And all of a sudden, someone says, well, you know, they didn't tell you the truth. And now you're freaked out because all these, good example, <laughs> you're adopted. And your parents don't tell you you were adopted. Now they've taken care of you. They've loved you. They've done. And then you find out, you're not my real mother. You're not my real father. Oh my God. Why could you lie to me? They took care of you all these years. So what in the big scheme thing, is that so important? Really? Is it really they loved you, took care of you, and chose you? They just didn't take, for whatever reason. Does it really matter that much? You see how we take the stupidest thing? Yeah. to blow it out and we yeah. missed the whole big picture that's and called even, i think even that even if it matters that they're not your biological parents but they're still they were still your mother and father and they still remain thank you thank you right. they wanted you they yeah. chose you mm -hmm. that should set up premises but you see we get bogged up into the small minute details that yeah. don't have any and then we go on a tangent and yeah. We go all out and we start, well, you lied to me. Did you, does it make a difference? Does it really make, well, you didn't tell me the truth. Do, what difference does that make? Does it, does it negate the fact that I loved you and took care of you? Right. Does it? And all so that again, is, oh God. No, go ahead, go ahead, Vicky, go ahead. No, just go, like agreeing with your point because all that is what the enemy uses to separate. Of course he does. Yeah, yeah, like separate you from your church, separate you from your loved yep. ones, just separate, yep. you know? Yep, because the enemy could kill us how you fall off a horse as long as you fall off. Mm -hmm. He don't care. The front, the back, the side, one leg, two legs, he don't care. And he will use whatever necessary to get you off that horse. Mm -hmm. We're so fixated that we miss the fact he's trying to get us off the horse. Yes. But he is the prince and power of the air. He's good at doing that. Yeah. That's his job. That's his job. But you as an individual, the, but the individual who is a believer has the Holy Spirit in them. And I guarantee you, nine times, 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
Like there's so many, like, you know, we're so flaky. Like, yes, we are. You know, like any little thing, we're like, mm, well, you know, this made me question this and that. And like, we're unfaithful, yeah. even, even though, you know, like, yeah. yeah God the, Bible, the Bible says, don't be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Yes. The Bible tells you, don't be going back and forth. I believe this day. I believe that day. Oh, no, da, da, da. Jesus is not alive. You're right. We are some zippy people. We listen to everybody else, but the word of God and the spirit of God. And that's why we're confused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why we run, we go crazy. It's the organism of Christ that deals with the LGB or the person, whether they're transgender, whether they're homosexual, bisexual, transsexual, asexual, pans, whatever. It's the life of Christ. The, the best illustration is the woman caught in adultery. Yeah. Because she was caught in the act of adultery, which leaves a lot of questions. I'm like, you guys are just nasty watching this woman have sex with somebody else. That was disgusting. That was vile, <laughs> you know? They say caught in the act, so evidently somebody had to see her doing something, right? Hello, duh. So you disgusting people. But what did he say to her? He said to her, he says, where are your accusers? Mm. He didn't accuse her of anything. He didn't excuse her sin because he told her, go and sin no more, which meant he acknowledged the fact that she had sinned, but that was not his issue with her. He didn't judge her. How many people that come through a ministry that we don't say to them, where are your accusers? Go and sin no more. I don't judge you. I accept who you are. I love you right where you at. But no, we want them to conform. We want them to perform. We want them to be morally good in our eyes so that they're accepted by society. And that is the difference between the church, the organism, and the church, the, and organization. the organization. The organism is only concerned because if the person is not a believer, the organism is trying to show you how the life of Christ can heal you and save you. And this is what God designed for you mm -hmm. to be. For those who are believers and struggling, he's letting you know that is not who you are. Now, you may have picked it up over the years, but the new life in Christ is not a part. And as you walk with me, those things will start to drop off. If you commit, obey, submit, and honor who I am. That's what the organism says. That's what organism says. It doesn't condemn you. It doesn't excuse you either. Because God did call homosexuality a sin. He called lying a sin. Adultery is a sin. All that stuff is sin, and he's not going to change that. But he made a provision. No one talks about the provision of Christ. Christ was the provision for all the sins that man commits. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He is the sin debtor. He paid the debt of sin for the entire world. No one mm. ever preaches that. Mm. It's the preaching of the gospel is the power of what? Salvation, which is unto eternal life. That's what God is trying to get the organism to tell people. Tell them that. Don't jam it down their throats, but just tell them that God loves you. And this is the provision. The life that you're living, no matter what it is, even us, the lives that we live, is it what God wanted for us? Or we're doing something because it looks good to society. We too have to ask ourselves, well, what would you have me to do? What kind of life do you want for me as a believer? Yeah. The so-called heterosexual male or female believer, you know, da, 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 da. same thing. Mm -hmm. Same question gets asked them too as well. No different. Definitely. So you know me, it's about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always, all day, Jesus, all day, all day. And then let, 
let the Lord heal the people. Let the Lord heal the people with their challenges, their addictions and all their stuff. Mm -hmm. And we just love people. We don't excuse them, but we love them and we pray for them. And we be a friend to them when they want to talk and listen. That's what the that's what the organism of Christ did. Christ listened to people and he yeah. talked to people. That's what he, he did. Yeah. He didn't compromise with them. He didn't compromise, but he also didn't judge them. But he knew their heart and he knew they were struggling with different things. So he wanted to help them as a provision. That's what we should be doing for anybody, whether an alcoholic or a pedophile. It doesn't make a difference what they're doing or what they've done. It doesn't matter. There are people that God loves, and we need to be able to present Christ to them so they realize they have an option and a hope to be with the Lord forever. Wow. I wanted to be like, I was with you until pedophile, but I know the, the Christian in me has to like, you know, like expand. Yeah, me, like, okay. yeah a little bit. That's a whole different topic. That's a whole different yeah, topic. It's from your point of view, it is. But as far as God, it's still sin. I know, I know. And the person, and again, yeah. what, I did, what I didn't say is I said, you don't excuse them mm. because you don't, but you still preach them and you love them and they are responsible for their decisions. Now, if, the law said they would have to be put in prison or either killed because of these acts. You preach to them Christ, let them understand. And see, if you understand Christ, you understand that you're not responsible for your choices. See, we want to we want to excuse everybody and wash away. No, you can't do that. Can't do that. Can't. And that's can't. so beautiful because it's like no matter how far you go, there's always a way to come back. Like, there is. Always remember that in your walk with the Lord, there's going to always be things because of because of the nature of what you do, because of your opening up to other individuals. One is the enemy doesn't want you to do that. So he's gonna pre present a lot of things to you that are naturally good, intelligent, that doesn't seem to be ungodly, but it seems to be good. Mm. You have to weigh that against the Bible and what does God say? There are a lot of things that God says that me personally, I'm like, Lord, I don't understand that. And it seems to me unfair. Mm -hmm. But then I have to pull myself back in. Who am I to challenge a holy God? Mm -hmm. Who am I to say to God what's fair or not fair? I don't know what's in the heart of every single person, but you do. I don't know what's in the mind of every single person, but you do. I think I watch somebody and see what they do, and I think I understand them, but I don't. You do. But I do know you said you love the world. I do know that I've experienced your love. I've experienced the experience of you loving me in the midst of all the stuff that I've done that I haven't told anybody. And you still show me favor. So again, as a believer in Christ, you must stand on your relationship with Christ because that's how you speak. You speak from who you are in Christ, not from what people tell you about Christ, but what you know about him based on what God has revealed to you. Because all you can give people, you can give them information, but Christ gives life. Life is what changes people, not information. So if your podcast that you give is given a bunch of information, there will never be a transformation. They may modify their behavior, but you want their lives to be transformed in terms of knowing who Christ is. That's what you want. So again, you have to filter certain things out, certain things you're gonna have to say, Lord, they said this, but no, 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 what do you say? And then go to the scriptures and find the answer. And God is good at giving us answers, ladies. I'm telling you, he's good at giving us answers. <laughs> we may not like it. It may not be what I wanna hear, but it'll be what you need to, what you'll be what you need to hear. Right. Okay. Is that the same as like guarding your heart, like filtering what, you yes. know? Okay. Yes, yes, very, very important. Very, very, very important because you have to guard. Because the Bible says that Satan is the prince in the power of the air. The Bible says that he is the ruler of the world system. 
In other words, Satan controls the world system. He controls the all the economies he controls. He is in charge of this world. We are the light of the world. And because the Holy Spirit lives in us, he can't do much to us unless God allows it. Now, he could do a lot to the world because the world's not God. I mean, they're not for God. But the children of God are protected. That's why we pray for nations. That's why we pray for communities. Because our prayer says, Lord, we're interceding for them. We're interceding that you would cover them from the enemy. See, that's the power we have. We have prayer. Not that you preach on the street. And then we have the gospel. Preach the gospel so that people understand you have a hope some other place. If you keep looking at the world, y'all, you will be depressed forever. Hmm. You will live in a perpetual state of depression if we keep looking at the world and what's happening. No, no, we don't look at the world. We look at who we are in Christ and we look at the provision that God has made us and the opportunity. What you have as a podcast is an opportunity to get people out to hear the truth of who Christ is and who God is. That's what you ladies have. And you need to think about that every single time you do a podcast. Lord, how will this glorify you? How will this magnify Christ? How will this edify the saints? That's what you say. How will it? And God, if we don't know how, show us how this will do those three things. Okay? Amen. Amen. That's what I'll leave with you ladies. That's your charge. That's your responsibility. You're accountable for that. Got it. Thank you so much, Rev Kev. Always, always. It's always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure to help you ladies. Always. Yes, definitely. The gem that I got... Oh, no, saying like the, the um, perfect gem that I got. Well, one of the gems that mm -hmm. I got, that mm -hmm. I love the fact that we clarify that Christ will, doesn't really deal with a community, you know, especially like an oppressed community because yes. the enemy will like to, you know, whisper words of like, like things that'll get upset yep. and make us like rile together as a community, like, you know, yep. a mob mentality that, so he, Christ deals with the individual. And I love yes. that. You know, well, so ask yourself a question. What does a community consist of? People. Individuals. Individual. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, when that wraps it up. Um, Okie doke. Thanks for joining. This is a word at, at the, the table. table. See you ladies. Bye. Bye. Bye.